Hi, this is Brennan Davis from Bedrock Games and the Bedrock Blog, and I'm here with Adam Balderstone and Kenny for another episode of Wuxia Weekend. Tonight we're going to be talking about Vampire Cleanup Department. This is a uh, 2017 film. Uh, It sort of pays homage to the old uh, Chinese vampire movies and films like Encounters of the Spooky Kind. Uh, You know, this is a... um, it's sort of deliberately nostalgic, uh, and and uh, it stars uh, Baby John Choi, uh, Chin Sui Ho, uh, Richard Ung, Lo Mung, and uh, Yuan Chung Yan. It's a. Uh, it also features uh, Lin Min Chen as uh, Summer, the uh, uh, human vampire in the movie, and uh, so we're just going to get right into it. But before we do, I just wanted to get your guys's reaction to the movie. Um, Adam, I know this was your first sort of hopping vampire film, and Kenny, I know you've seen them before. Uh, what, what was your, you know, just first response to the films? Uh, I enjoyed it fine. I, I don't know if it's the most representative hopping vampire film or not. I don't know if most of them are like love stories with the vampire, but uh, <laughs> I, uh, I don't know. It, it it's not like it, I mean it. it you know, as far as it, I don't know, it, it, it worked okay. It moved along pretty briskly. I wasn't like super involved in the movie, but, but I enjoyed it. I, uh, but yeah, I, I do, I am curious to go back and watch some of the more classic uh, hopping vampire movies based on it, though, to get a little context. Yeah, for me, I enjoyed the movie, um, but from the opening hours, I, I was expecting it, like, having knowing nothing about the movie, I was expecting it to be a little bit more of, of a scary type of movie. Yeah. Yeah, um, <laughs> you know, I wasn't expecting, like, you know, an exorcist level of scary type of <laughs> scary movie or anything, but, you know, I, I, was, I think it was like it might be, like, a, a stab at, like, a mild horror genre, but... Um, yeah, as, as the movie go on, you know, it's, it definitely has, have, has its more comedic moments and uh, um, makes a jab at, I guess, sort of the, um, the what is viewed as like a beta male syndrome in Hong Kong. Um, <laughs> uh, and yeah, I, I thought the love story was sweet. And um, I think the music uh, went along really well with those sort of sweet scenes as well. And the fighting was... Yeah, nothing to write home about, but it was still pretty decent. And I think, as far as sort of vampire, like hopping vampire movies go, this is fairly faithful to the sort of original depictions of vampires. Maybe I'm not so sure about is the whole infection thing. I feel like that that might have been sort of lifted from zombie movies. I don't remember well, it's... vampires in the past having the powers to infect people. No, there were in some of the Mister Vampire movies, they they bite people and infect them. Um, okay. but if you always thought they just drained them of their life energy well, and left corpses behind, there's, but there's a few different kinds and over time it feels like they accrue more like concepts from Western vampires into them. Like, okay. so, um, I, I was saying this before the podcast and we'll see if we have the opportunity to do it in the future, but I think it'd be nice to do a whole month at some point, obviously distant from now, cause we just did a, a sort of horror theme month, but an all van, you know, all sort of hopping vampire uh, evening of, uh, of discussion, um, or, or a month. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I, I large, I agree with a lot of what you said, Kenny, and, and I know we're supposed to get into the breakdown of the movie, but you mentioned a few things that I kind of want to talk about before, uh, before we get there, which is, you know, number one, I, I really like this movie a lot. Um, I, in fact, uh, I, I probably would have given it 
a three or a four out of five stars the first time I watched it. I don't remember what I said because I did a late night movie review and I talked about it. But I'm, I'm so exhausted when I do those <laughs> that it's like a mind wipe the next day. Uh, but I probably would have given it a three or four. And I probably am inching up closer to a, a five now on the second and the third viewing. I think I, I, I've probably seen it four times at this point. So I watched it three times this week. And, uh, and so I found it had tremendous replay value. And a lot of the things that you called out were the things that I thought really worked. The music was really effective somehow it it, it just uh it kind of had like a danny elfman sherlock holmes vibe to it mm-hmm. and and it really i was thinking i saw wes anderson kind of vibe. oh that works too no that works too um my only complaint about the music was the mixing like and if and, and my feeling is if if that's my complaint there's really not much to, <laughs> you know like i didn't like the way it was mixed together i felt like it could have been more seamlessly blended with the movie itself but it, uh, but it still was like a very serviceable uh, soundtrack that that helped pull me in and help tell a lot of the story. Like the uh, the way that the melody was bouncing around, a lot of that is what paints the summer character for you, and a lot of yeah. that is what sort of tells you the uh, the the sort of you know sort of it conveys a lot of the romance that's going on, and also the romance is a, a really big part of the story. You know the um, I think that's the the surprising feature of the movie and it's something that you would normally expect to sort of n- not really work all that well but this for whatever reason it, i don't i i can't put my finger on it because it's fairly simple but for whatever reason the romance really works here and uh and also the thing that you said about how when you first started watching the movie you thought it was going to be very dark and and in like a like mm-hmm. a proper horror movie i feel like there i don't know if it was intentional or not i think it must have been but the way it opens up, it opens up a lot. There's another movie called Rigor Mortis, which is a much more straightforward horror vampire film that came out I, I, around, I think, before this one. I can't remember the release date. I think it was before this one. And it kind of felt like that, like it had sort of the, 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 the credits sort of vanishing in smoke and the really spooky music. And, and it feels like it's going to be that kind of film. And then within about two or three minutes, it just shifts gears. And it's, it's almost like they were fainting. Yeah, well, I I admit it's like my uh, you know subsequent you talked about subsequent viewings improving the moving for you and I, I I kind of gave a little lackluster opinion not that I disliked it but just kind of felt average because I think I think I was expecting something very different from this movie than I than I ultimately got and it kind of took me a while to adjust because I mean I expected it to be comedic you know just I mean the title alone kind of prepares you but I was thinking more of the more, a little more splattery horror comedy kind of thing than, uh, than what we got. Yeah, this falls solidly, you know, but by Western definitions into a rom com category, right? Yeah. I mean, the, there's oh, this all the. Well, you know, the more bodies sort of movie we were talking about before, you know, where, where sort of similar themes going on with, you know, someone falling in love with something that they shouldn't. And it, it also has an element of ET to it. I feel there's like, like yes, you know, yes, like it was, I, I very much got that from it. And uh, yeah, I mean, the only difference, you know, the only difference with the Western rom com template though is that it would never have the ending. This movie would have necessarily. Well, actually, it might, but uh, I don't know. We'll if see. it did, if it did, it would have to. It would have to have like Will Ferrell in it or something. Like no, I just, I just remembered one that does have that ending. Oh. It's a Western. Well, 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 so I'm like, never mind. It would. What so. part of the ending are you thinking of? Like the 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 way it ends with 
all the action or the way that it ends just in oh no you could have action just having you know her well i mean if we're getting into spoilers you know having the ending with her sacrificing herself but then i don't know it's supposed to be her or just the one that reminds me of her kind of reincarnated but i don't know it's uh we we have to get into that at some point obviously um yeah but, that but was a, a, a weird question there um but no and i think this this obviously is going to be a spoilery discussion um but yeah it started the, the so the movie starts at the end you sort of it, it, the, the very final scene occurs at a at a mall in a mall parking lot where they're where they're uh where the the vampire is being lured to a uh, to a final confrontation and at the start of the movie you sort of see uh, the vampire cleanup department handling a vampire situation in the parking garage, and then you see the Tim character, who's the protagonist, uh, and he gets stopped by a, a policeman, and he, and the policeman asks him who he is, and he says, oh, you want to know who I am? I'll tell you everything, and he just goes in, into a narration of of the whole film, um, leading up to that point, and his whole life. Um, and, and that's when you really clearly understand the kind of movie it is, I think, when... Uh, when he's sort of, you know, he's sort of like, okay, I'm going to tell you everything about myself. And, uh, it's worth noting that the policeman is, um, Eric Zang as well. And he, he's, uh, he, I like him. Like, he, he does his roles, you know, he, like, especially in comedy movies, like, he has very good timing and expressions. He, he was perfect in it. Like, especially at the end, after he's done explaining, and he's like, I'm too tired to understand what you're saying. You know, just repeat every word that you just said over again. And, you just and it's like you said it's the expressions on his face that make it super perfect um but uh but yeah so he he gives his um uh he sort of you know starts talking about his life and we find out that he he has a grandmother and his grandmother's kind of crazy they call her what do they call her the um uh garbage witch or something like that yeah yeah the the garbage witch of western district or something and she (laughs) And she always calls him by his father's name. His father's name was Lun, and she calls him Lun. And you can just tell that she's, you know, she sort of doesn't seem all together. And while he's out with her one night, uh, he has an encounter with a with an old man and a little girl. And the old man ends up uh, getting killed by a vampire in the alley. And you know, he he goes to uh, to, to to help him, and he trips on a bottle, and the vampire bites him in the butt. And then he wakes up in his grandmother's house, and uh and and uh uncle was it uncle chung and and chow are there and and there uh we find out later two members of the vampire cleanup department who uh who who knew his his family and and the key thing that happens here is uh for whatever reason he's apparently immune to vampirism he isn't you know he was bitten but he isn't turning or anything and uh and so i don't know do you guys have any thoughts on on that part of the movie or should i continue on oh, I, I i enjoy the sort of the introduction to the department you know it was like sort of the whole classic you know going up to us a, a, a location and you know not quite putting a passcode in but like getting granted entry by uh, someone who doesn't like they should be doing having anything to do with vampires at all because like, it, it was a lady sat in the the refuse uh, disposal, disposal area right and <laughs> she's like presses a button and then things open up um, and I really like the look of the um, the actual <laughs> department, though. Um, I thought it was very um, 
indicative or representative of what a vampire hunting department should look like. It's all the incense and the talismans hanging around, all the tools on display and the furnace as well for boiling tea, apparently. <laughs> yeah, he's using yeah. the furnace. Got- they have a <laughs> furnace to incinerate the vampires, and-, and Uncle Chung is using it to make water for, for tea and for noodles. And uh, and yeah, I thought that was really cool when they go down in there and you sort of see the inner workings of the department. And they have a they have the the Taoist who does all the talismans and stuff. They have a guy who does weapons. They have um, uh, you know they, they have the uh, uh, the the guy who ends up being his shifu, who's uh, who seems to be like the I don't know what you call him like the lead vampire hunter maybe. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, that, it's. Yeah, the entry uh, the entry is like is is completely cliche. Like it's something you've seen, but it, it just works. It's just like one of those things where it's like, yep, it's just the the classic introduction to the secret department thing. And it, but yeah, I I, I really I really thought it was a good setup for the movie. And uh, and then Uncle Chung, uh, after he 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 says that he wants to recruit him because he's he you know he's immune to vampires basically. And, mm-hmm. and then we get a woman, uh, they call her, in the subtitles, they called her Manager M. So she's kind of like the... Uh, um... Not parodying, parodying James Bond or anything at all, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, exactly. And, uh, and, and she says that they, they, the budget's been cut and she can't take on a new recruit. But Uncle Chung is pretty set on this. And then Tim says he doesn't want it. He doesn't want to work them he just wants to go home and he he has stuff his grandmother uh gave him to hand to them and he just wants them to take it and uncle chung uh goes for a walk with them and takes them to kind of like a little shack somewhere that's got all this memorabilia that uh uh are like pictures of of, of tim's well, he parents. also has the vampire fall on him on the way too which which uh, oh. has an effect oh yeah that's true yeah so he as he's trying to leave the 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 department he bumps into a, a vampire that's sort of laid out with a talisman on its head and knocks it over and the talisman comes off and it attacks him and that's something that it, happened that was the vampire that was the one that bit him in the ass I, I think it was, but that's like yeah. a really common thing in these movies. I feel like I've seen a scene like that in a bunch of the Mr. Vampire films. Um, maybe it was yeah, just one of them and it's really memorable. But It's like the unbeliever who runs yeah. into the supernatural and suddenly has a change of heart type of thing. Well, not just that, but the vampires being laid out like that and falling over or the talismans getting blown off their forehead. and you know, it's, It just always seems to be a thing. Um, but... Uh, but he finds out that his parents were actually uh, members of the department. They were managers of the department, and that they were bitten. And before they be before they fully turned, his mother, who was pregnant, gave birth to him. And his father, you know, uh, we, we don't learn this at this time, but later on, we learn that he uh, he handed uh, Tim to Chow and told him to protect him. And and then the father and the mother in, incinerate themselves. And oh, go ahead. So I just want to jump in here and just say that's basically what happened in Blade as well, I think. Like, his mother uh, was bitten while she was pregnant with him, and then when he was born, he became a daywalker. And I, 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 yeah, I think that's what they're sort of going for, is the angle on why his blood is special, is that it's because he was infected while he was an infant. No, but... I, I think that's true. I mean, I, I, I don't know if they probably were possibly taking from blade but it but but either way it's definitely the um you know that's i think him being in his mother's womb when she was uh infected is is what made his blood so special because it's not just that his blood made him immune but in the in 
not the next scene, but in enough, uh, you know, the next portion of the movie where he goes on his first, uh, his first vampire hunting, they go to a, a, like a marshy lake and there's a vampire who was a landlord and there's another vampire that was uh, a girl that was like under his control. And they're both sort of, you know, under, under, under the lake and the, the head vampires sort of escaped and they're tracking him. And Tim, uh, ends up having an encounter with the, the female vampire, uh, which, through a, a series of slapstick things results in his phone getting swallowed down her throat and into her belly. Um, and this becomes a running joke over the course of the movie. But he falls into the water, and it's kind of like that classic scene where where the, the man and the woman kiss each other underwater, uh, and and it, like, it's supposed to be the beginning of a love story, except here she bites him on the lip, and I think his blood is what has the effect that makes her become more human. Because when we first see her, she's all, you know, she looks like a vampire. Her skin is decayed and, and, and really, like, not healthy looking. And she's got, uh, you know, she just looks like a sort of traditional vampire. And after she bites him, she becomes this, you know, beautiful woman. And, and, uh, and then she seems to change, like her personality becomes more human. And uh, and we learn later on in the movie that he, he he when he's looking through the vampire book that she might be something called a human vampire, um, and so uh, so yeah so I don't know I, there's more to come but obviously like uh, you know what do you guys think of the of the lake hunting scene? Reflecting back on it, it was actually perfectly cliche as well, wasn't it? As the <laughs> the whole like oblivious main character like thanking someone for handing him an object while yeah. there's no one else around. <laughs> Yeah, that was a uh, that was very cliche. But yeah, at that point in the movie too, I wasn't sure where this movie was going. You know, it's like this girl still could have been, uh, you know, a monster and everything. It was uh, so yeah, I was I still didn't quite have a read on was he, you know, what was this going? I I, I kind of got the sense they might be going a romantic direction, but I was I was very unsure at this point of the movie. Well, and, and what ends up happening is uh, Chow and Uncle Chung uh, wound the head vampire, but because uh, Tim gets bit and, is in, and the woman sort of, she eventually rises up from the water and starts coming after him, he screams for help, and they run yeah. to help him, and the, vamp- the other vampire gets away, but it is still wounded, so it'll take time to recover. Uh, and they, they capture her, bring her back to the vampire cleanup department, and they put him in charge of cleaning her up and putting her in the incinerator. And he observes that there's a tear coming out of her eye. And Uncle Chung looks at it. He says, oh, no, that's just water dripping from the AC unit. That's not, you know. And then, and then the, the alarm sounds, and they all have to run off. And so they, they leave him alone to take care of her. And there's this. I like their alarm. That has to be mentioned, too. <laughs> yeah. little, uh, little chimes to turn. Yeah, that, and uh, it's kind of got like a Ghostbusters sort of thing going on. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. And, uh, and. And so he's trying to put her in the incinerator, and it's just not working. Um, you know, the, the talisman comes off her head. She starts hopping around. She starts chasing him. Um, you know, this leads to, you know, them going outside, and then she leaps on top of a car, and he has to get her down from the car. And she, and again, she's a hopping vampire, so she's got a, her arms outstretched and her limbs are all stiff. And so it's just this sort of comedic, uh, you know, uh, slapstick interaction. But the... But once he gets her off the car, he takes her home with him. And that's when he sort of starts falling in love with her. And he he decides to basically keep her at his house as he's training at the department. And uh, and I should say the thing with the car is also another running gag through the 
through the movie where she keeps jumping on the same guy's car and uh and it leads to these very sort of confusing exchanges between him and the guy um but, uh, is it the, 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 the guy who plays the, the car's owner is like very apologetic it's like oh i'm sorry i'm there to serve you and uh i, I think it, it comes the tone comes across quite well even if uh, it's in chinese <laughs> um but it was just playing the sort of sniveling guy with no backbone and then it's just like trying to appease everyone but yeah yeah no he definitely came across like that and uh and so then we get the extended training sequence where he's learning about the talismans they're they're uh you know having him uh you know learn uh vampire defense from from lo mung's character uh and you know which i thought those scenes were pretty funny where lo mung is trying to bite him in the back and uh and he you know he's trying various ways to 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 get him off of him and uh any and from from chow he's learning how to sweep and chow is basically pulling a miyagi and teaching him like all of the the sweeping techniques which later you know he you know he he he's able to show him are actually self defense maneuvers, and uh, which well, I, was, I, I I yeah go ahead. Oh go ahead, Kenny. Go ahead. I was just gonna say that was a, I, yeah at least I, th- I thought Mr Miyagi's sort of training regime actually made sense. This one is <laughs> like oh, no what? Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah was... I, I actually expected to kind of like subvert it. I thought they were setting up to do like some kind of reversal on it, and I'm like when they actually did it, I'm like oh they actually were going for that. Okay. Yeah, it was a little silly because he didn't. The, I did notice when I watched it again, he was giving him specific commands when he was doing it. So he was saying like sweep yeah. and then lift and then. But but they were not. It didn't seem specific enough. Like wax on, wax on, off was very specific movements. Uh, but it, it was. I guess it was interesting. You could sort of see it, but it it, it uh it, it, <laughs> I I think Kenny's criticism holds. Um, oh yeah. But but basically he pulls a, pulls a Miyagi and he uh, you know he, he he ends up uh, revealing that he was actually teaching him the whole time because leading up to that he acts he's just acting like a jerk to him and uh, and there is still some residual jerkiness but it's really a result of him uh, wanting to uphold his promise to the father for, to protect his son um, and so so after the training is all done uh, you know at the at the very end his his final uh, his final sort of uh, test is to is to kill a vampire, and and he and and during the test he decides to demonstrate that they don't always have to kill the vampires. He's been reading up on them. He's been uh, he's been sort of feeding uh, Summer with uh, with with what is it blood congee and and liver. Yeah, I pig, think. pig's blood. Yeah. And uh, and so so he tries to use that tactic with this um, with the vampire they have they want him to kill. It actually seems to be working, but Chow interrupts and. Uh, and uh, throws um, uh, uh, a, a, br- a well a broom sword at him, for lack of a better word, and tells him to kill the vampire. And that throws off everything, and the vampire gets him in his clutches. And Summer immediately becomes aware that this is going on and runs to the vampire cleanup department to protect him. She leaps in, she knocks down the vampire, and uh, uh, Chow kills the vampire. He's about to kill Summer, and Tim... Uh, protects her and this creates a sort of rift between him and his uh, his shifu and and so the shifu goes off on a on on a mission to get the head vampire on his own and leaves uh leaves tim with the the Taoist priest to 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 sort of take care of uh the cleanup department and uh and uh 
then the uh, I actually I think I got that wrong. I think Tim leaves with him and then he gets sent home, and mm-hmm. and then the other department comes in to uh, uh, because they've been so so I, I don't know if we mentioned this or not, but there's a rival department, uh, and 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 before the podcast we were trying to sort of figure out exactly what their role is and we and we came to the conclusion they must be some kind of law enforcement uh department and they have some kind of law enforcement power whereas the vampire cleanup to crew seems more of a um uh civil uh public hygiene department yeah because i think um the sort of titles that they use in cantonese were reserved for either military or police personnel Mm-hmm. Rather than um, you know, sort of more civil, uh, more um, but more, rather than people in the health and hygiene, for example. So well, and also we see at the beginning that the um, that uh, Uncle Chung, when he when he tries to get the police out of there, he has to use subterfuge to he has to like trick them to to to, to leaving their post so that they can do their job without police interference, and uh, and so this other department is is. Uh, trying to create a, a a cure for the for vampirism, and they think vampirism is a virus of some kind, and they're trying to employ sort of scientific methods. Uh, so they're sort of the opposite of how the vampire cleanup department works, and they end up uh, taking over the vampire cleanup department uh, just as Summer is there, and they they use her, they they grab her, they take her to a mall, and use her as bait for the head vampire, and. Uh, and and so, you know, during this time, uh, uh, Tim has a conversation with his grandmother where she's surprisingly lucid, and I think she hands him her father, his father's broom, his broom sword, and tells him to to rescue her uh, her daughter-in-law or her granddaughter-in-law, and all of the vampire cleanup department go back to the uh, to the mall uh, t- to deal with the head vampire, and there's a big final confrontation. The uh, the part the department that's trying to encroach their tactic does not end up working and they end up having to uh, they, they just get they the, they get the floor mop with them and the uh, um, and summer ends up sacrificing herself by uh, she she basically the she she pulls the the head vampire into sunlight and holds him in place and allows herself to burn so that he can be destroyed and uh, and. And then there's an epilogue where uh, uh, we we see Tim training the uh, the the new cadets, and one of them physically resembles Summer. Her name is Winter, though, and she also seems to have a very similar personality. Um, and uh, and also we we learn that uh, his blood is they used his blood to create a vaccine uh, uh, because uh, his Sifu was bit in the neck during the final fight. And it's revealed that he um, that he was cured using uh, Tim's blood. So I don't know. What did you guys think of the ending of the movie and the 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 sort of the final confrontation? I I don't know how I feel about it to be honest. Because I, I, on one hand, like I I would have been perfectly happy with the sort of movie ending. Not, like and like without the appearance of winter mm-hmm. um because then that would still mean that you know he, he's still not a valuable lesson that vampires aren't all bad um and you could have a slightly bittersweet ending yeah well, leave it open-ended on whether he meets something he finds true love in the end or not or whatever um the introduction of winter sort of violates 
principles of reincarnation and all that. Like, it, it, it can't be the same person, but if there's, like, yeah, I don't know. It's just one of those things where it's just, like, you're not really quite sure how it works because she's literally just died recently and then, oh, she because ascended the, or whatever. The afterlife exists beyond time and space, so you can technically reincarnate before you die. It all makes perfect sense. You, well, technically, the, name, the, the names and dates of everyone who's ever going to die is written in the Book of the Dead, right? In, the, in, in, in Chinese mythology, know, just, so it, it, it could be true. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how to sort of square that. Maybe there's an explanation with, like, the different divisions of soul, of, like, the components of the soul. But yeah. but I, I thought it was a little bit odd. I On the one hand, I liked it. I liked that he got the happy ending with Winter. On the other hand, I was... It's the part that, I'll, like, every time I watched it, I was trying to figure out, well, how does that work? Like, and, and I could never come up with an explanation. Um, and so I think, I think it yeah. falls victim to exactly what you're talking about. But um, so, you know, because the whole thing that they're saying about vampires is when as long as they're vampires, they can't reincarnate. So it's clearly supposed to tie it to that. Like that's that seed is planted in the movie, but it doesn't it doesn't like it's kind of like it it just doesn't you know, it's a this woman has clearly been alive for many years, so it just doesn't work. It's it's. yeah, well, it's it's you know I mean it worked so I thought I thought her her sacrifice worked really well because she's kind of showing she's happy about it. Look, I'm gonna go reincarnate yeah. now. I'm ready. It's been nice, but I'm moving along. And it uh, so yeah, it it wasn't like it was some tragic ending that needed to be fixed. It was sad. It's like you know he doesn't get to be with her, but it wasn't. It wasn't a terrible ending before that. Unless this is like 18 years later and he just looks surprisingly <laughs> youthful. Um, and, but I, I, I didn't think, think about well, that it, angle. That's, yeah. that's definitely not what was going on. It's just it was. Even, <laughs> but, but I mean, there's like a lot of Pusong Ling stories where a guy falls in love with like a ghost or something like that. And then, you know, uh, she's able to reincarnate because of something he does. And then 18 years later he marries her you know what i mean and it, and it makes sense chronologically and it feels like they were trying to do something like that here and they kind of hand waved the the very important passage of time that would need to occur uh we just fell in with our imaginations you did have a different hairstyle so that that yeah, could be the indication yeah. that 18 years have passed but yeah, I, I gotta say, my, my straight thought I just had actually is that it's it's kind of ironic that the people obsessed with it being a virus and so on were the police related ones, but the health and sanitation department were the ones to like let's just go out and kill them. So it's uh, that's kind of a interesting twist there. Well, and also they had the guy, the Western actor in the um, in the role of the scientist, yes. Uh, yes. Stephen, right? Surprisingly Steven. good. Yeah, but it, but it was it was always that funny thing because every time he got to the word virus, it kind of stood out. In the sentence. <laughs> um, Perfectly pronounced words, yeah. and then like sort of slow stuttering. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he struggled a little bit, but uh, I, but, but yeah, I, I expected him to come back at some point. It felt like they were setting that guy up to like you know I was expecting him to show up at the end of the movie as part of the whole big operation, but no, no. Wait, were it. you thinking it was going to be the big bad who was trying to use the vampire's blood to create I, an army or whatever? It could have anything, just anything. I just felt like, you know, it, it seemed it seemed like they were, you know, singling that guy out to be important for some reason, but nope, he was just there to say virus a lot. 
and and tick diversity boxes. I guess we have a we have a, a white person in our movie. <laughs> yeah, at least he, he really they thought he would really draw in the American audience. But uh... <laughs> we were all there to see Stephen. That was our. <laughs> <laughs> Played Stephen. Um, do we have a name for the guy? Uh, Dean Head. Yeah, I don't know who he is. He looked familiar. I first he, I thought, he's not even in one movie, apparently, according to Hong Kong Movie Database. When, when, so. when I first saw this, I can't remember the actor's name. He's a very famous actor, but the guy who plays um, what's his name in Harry Potter? The I should mm. know this. The really big guy in Harry Potter. What's his name? Oh, Hagrid? Hagrid, yeah, the guy. I, th- I thought it was the actor who played Hagrid in Harry Potter when he... But it, it definitely wasn't. It definitely wasn't. Um, but, uh... <laughs> but, yeah, I, yeah but, but I did like the ending. I just, I just, I do agree with Kenny that it, it doesn't... It, logically, it breaks down. And I find it very sort of frustrating every time i see the end because i'm trying i'm trying to get those two <laughs> things to connect and they, they just won't um but uh but but obviously if anybody's listening and they have a theory we we're, we're open to hearing it we'd love to hear yeah. uh you know if you if you have an opinion um but yeah so uh so i guess one thing i want to know is what's up with the glasses in the movie why why you know how like he's got the thing where he wears the glasses but it turns out he doesn't really need to wear the glasses and i think that might be a jab at um hong kong culture or young culture because there are loads of people Uh... who wear fake glasses and i think even in western countries as well there are loads of people who pretend that they need glasses okay Um, okay they were were hipster glasses i think is the term yeah even like even lensless glasses, or <laughs> they just but, want to wear the frame. But I got the impression that the glasses were actually blurring his vision too. Like, like she said, like take off the glasses and look at, you know, like, <laughs> like look with with focus or something. And he, and then that's when he sees what like it says. It says like H N on the handle of the um of the sword. I think. Um, um, fair. That's not what it says on the handle, but <laughs> they're trying to imply a word, but I can't tell what the word is because it's written in like cursive, cursive okay. Chinese. So <laughs> I have no idea what. Yeah, I, I was not. I, I assumed it must have had something to do with his parents, but I, I couldn't. I didn't really know what that was. Um, yeah, but... I can't remember. I, I know that the, the father's name was Long, Long right? Um, the mother's name was Ling, I think. I can't remember what his right. father's name was. His father, father name might have been Long, because um, that's what that's what the um, the grandma was calling him all the time was Lun. Oh, Lun, yeah, Lun. Yeah. Lun was his name. Mm, of course. Yeah, because yeah, she keeps ca- keeps calling him Lun, and then in the very end, she calls him Tim, and he's super surprised by it. Yeah. So I, I yeah I, I I I couldn't quite figure out whether it was actually you know his father's old sword or a different sword with a different yeah. word on it. But it makes the most sense as um, the father's sword. Yeah, that's what I'm going to assume. I'm going to assume it's his father's sword. Um, just because the other sword they gave him is Sifu snapped in half. So um, yeah, yeah, he has a lot of legacy swords being handed down yeah. to him, unfortunately. Well, and that way, I think, I think it's all crafted for him. Yeah, because yeah. it's like a new joiner type thing. You know, you get your you get yeah, a laptop. You get a laptop if you go to a, corp- yeah. a corporate environment. Government, like if you go yeah. to the VCD, you get a, a wooden sword. In a, in Government a, issue. Room. Yeah. <laughs> but um, 
But yeah, so I don't know. Uh, were there any any things that we uh, we didn't cover on our discussion of it that you guys think uh, we should bring up? I yeah, but I guess we should we should talk about the romance because I think that is an integral part of the movie. Um, I, I do like how it was very sort of show don't tell type. I, I don't know, maybe 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 it was being very blatant with the way they were showing it, but to me it was still very sort of show don't tell in in the way that. Yeah, they depicted the characters falling in love, despite the fact that none of them, yeah, neither of them really said any said "I love you" or "I like you" or anything like that. I think that's why it works. I think it's because it's like it's like a mime. It's like you know, it's all physical sort of comedy and 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 physical performance. And and because and like you said, she's not she she isn't talking, and and, and he he talks a little bit, but primarily it's it's sort of the physicality of it. And so I think that that. Uh, it sort of reduces it to its simplest, almost like it just, and 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 in one sense you can kind of project anything you want onto that, but in, in another sense I, I think I think it uh, I I think it it gets rid of a lot of the clutter that you might sometimes have in in, in romance stories. So it's just sort of very simple and innocent. Um, yeah, made me think of Wall-E actually, you know, which has the whole uh, yeah. section with the robots being silent for about the first half of the movie yeah it's, it, it kind of has that and i think that's you know also why i was thinking of et like the uh, yeah you know it it's it's just that kind of uh the, the i don't know it, it just it, it just sort of works um and uh and i and i also think i just think it's interesting sort of you know using sort of the the nature of the hopping vampire that way like i know in um they did something kind of similar in in Mr. Vampire Two. I think they had a, a little kid that was a vampire, and his his role was basically to be cute the whole movie. And so you know, <laughs> so it's kind of similar to that, where you know, uh, it, it just kind of you know, it's it, it's uh, it, it's 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 sort of silly having these two things in this you know like this this evil vampire and this uh, and this cute kid. And so in in this case, she's kind of like a. Um, you know the the adorable object of his affection and a vampire and it's kind of a an interesting combination yeah i was wondering early on you know when he first took her home and stuff i thought man is this going to be kind of like in dead alive where he's got his he's keeping his his grandmother in the house but she's totally a zombie and she's killing people he's just trying to pretend that life is normal mm -hmm. i thought is this going to be is this going to be a situation like this where but uh so i, I had this much darker movie running in my <laughs> head there for a little bit but uh, it went in a sweeter direction yeah this is definitely not a dark movie it's a very no. sort of you know it's a feel-good movie it's a feel-good hopping rom-com i think yeah. a rom-com is just the, the, i can't think of any, any other way to describe yeah. it you know down down to the sort of happy ending elements there you know you can't have a rom-com ending on a sour note like it's a, a bittersweet as, yeah. as, 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 as the lowest don't go <laughs> yeah and i mean this i mean obviously she gets burned up so there is like that uh but but you oh, get yeah. sort of the uh, you know they sort of t they sort of take that away when when they introduce the winter character, um, but yeah yeah because even the scene on when like the scene where they're on the couch watching TV is like very very rom com, um, <laughs> so so yeah but I but I don't know I thought I thought the romance worked um, and, yeah, and again, I think the, the music I guess um, during the sort of the the scenes where they interact is also yeah we, we talked about it I think we mentioned it before yeah, the podcast not yeah because the... but. Because her performance is very physical, and the music is very physical, and it matches her performance, and you get the sense of her movements with the. I just feel like those two things are really 
tied together. The music has a has a bouncing quality to it. Um, and I thought that the melodies and the chords were all I don't know I kind of like them. So it, it, it for me it worked. Again, my only complaint about the music is the mixing. Um, I'm trying. To, I can't quite remember, but did did you notice like the music sort of shifting from sort of the bounciness to like a smoother melody as as she became more and more human? I don't know if that was a thing or not. I didn't happen to notice that, but I think that the music uh, there were definitely they were playing that same theme in different forms, and so at one point you hear it on a piano and it's very sort of drawn out and and not as bouncy and then you know they would play it you know with other instruments and so they seem to be doing something like that throughout the movie um i don't know we'd, I mean, we could probably sit down and just listen to the soundtrack and try to uh you know analyze it but i i, I it, it, but i but either way i think i think the music was really effective here um and uh i don't know what about the uh um like well, Adam, I want to ask you because you you haven't really been exposed to this genre before. What's your like just based on this movie? What's your sense of this genre? Uh, I I liked the whole element of it. I I liked the way they had you know him looking in the book when he was kind of looking up you know trying to find something about this vampire. You know, the the book with all the pages for the different types of vampires and so on. That kind of that got me curious. I'm like, oh, is this, are these actually evoking particular vampires in other movies or? Uh, but yeah, I mean, like I said, it's probably not a typical form of the genre, but I would like to see, see a, a, uh, another one here sometime soon. So if we're going to do vampire month, I'm ready for it. Well, and you, and you did get that, like you got her character, which is the sort of more human like vampire, but you did get the real vampire too. Yeah, we did. We did. I mean, they, uh, yeah, I mean, what we got of real vampires was effective, how did you? How do you uh, think they compared to Western vampires? Like, what was your, you know? Uh, well, I, I like the fact that they were. I mean, it's it's weird for me to say this considering how human she is, but the the ones we did see, the other ones were pretty monstrous. It's yeah. like you know, Western vampires have become pretty kind of sanitized yeah. <laughs> over like, the years, and I mean, I guess this movie is going in the same direction, but it still at least had monstrous vampires yeah. in the movie as a contrast. Yeah, I I feel that those kinds of they they remain more frightening when they are when they're monstrous like that. Like I, yeah. I definitely do have a, there's a, I do like sort of the Western vampire and the role it fills, but I, I find these vampires have more, more fear potential. Like they just is, it's just more frightening. Um, yeah. It's kind of a weird choice giving him the immunity because like plot wise, the immunity didn't do a whole lot once you got past that initial time he was bit. And it's like it it kind of it kind of did take some tension. I mean, maybe they didn't want it to be tense, but I mean, it's like you're never you're never worried about her biting him or something yeah. because it's it's like, oh, he's immune. But uh, I mean, I guess at the end that they do make the uh, the vaccine from his blood. So it does kind of pay off in that way. But that's really kind of more in the epilogue than the uh, the main thread of the story. Yeah. Maybe if I wanted to do like a vampire king upon two, we could have like the vaccine is actually not a good thing and that is actually <laughs> people into vampires. That, that's I mean that was the other question I wanted to ask. Do you, do you think this movie should get a sequel? Because it kind of ends on a note where they could easily go into a sequel if they want to. Um, but do you think that that would you think that would be a good idea? Or do you, would you want to see more movies 
that this one sort of launches or do you think it just needs to end with this film i don't think any rom-coms have had a good sequel i'm trying to think of one uh Bridget jones's diary is, well as, yeah like, but this is still but this is still a hopping vampire i know so. but it's just, it's just a hopping vampire i guess they could sort of like you could make... change the genre you'd have to change what? the genre no because so. i think you can still do it and like the bride with white hair kind of is a sequel with different characters right yeah. Like it, I, I know that the characters showed up, and uh, you know, they still played a very key, yeah. you know, part of the story. But they, you know, they, they weren't technically the sort of main characters of the of the second movie. Well, and a lot so, of the, the, think... a lot of the Mister Vampire movies, it's just like a completely different situation and stuff each time. So mm-hmm. um... yeah, I mean, because the issue you're talking about there being no good rom com sequels, it's like the issue there is that it's like the movies always have the characters have some kind of huge obstacle they get past and they have to then at the end of the movie they get together and the sequel is let's put another big huge obstacle in them and have them like not be getting along or whatever again and always like it negates that happy ending you got in the first one you know but uh i don't know that's that's my problem whenever they do a sequel to them and I'm fascinated, I guess Summer is technically dead. So Summer is tech- well, like I said, you have to do it with the with the with Winter being the love interest, and it's like, well, would that mean you'd have to have some obstacle with him getting together with Winter, or would you just go a different direction with it, or I don't know. Oh, I see what you're saying. Her, her actual reincarnation comes back to find them after. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that's right. It turns out, it, yeah, the reincarnation actually looks nothing like her. So, uh, yeah, he, he's fallen in love with the wrong girl. And, uh, yeah. That would actually make a very interesting sequel, I think. If, if, okay, if, we... if, 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 Summer, if Summer came back because she was jealous that... Uh, she got memories yeah. from the past life or whatever of their love <laughs> and finds him happily married to a, a woman called Winter who looks exactly like she did when she was uh, in her a, previous life. Let's get a screenplay together this weekend and we'll send it out. But uh, but yeah, I don't know. I, I, I kind of would like to see a sequel, but at the same time, I think just ending it and having it be this one-off is probably better. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a good cast. I'll say that. I mean, bringing these people together for another movie, I I wouldn't mind. You know, yeah. from that perspective. Yeah, a cast so. sequel would be a good. Would be cool. A cast sequel yeah. would definitely work here. Yeah. Um, I I am in agreement. Um, but yeah, I don't know any any other thoughts on the movie before we uh before we head out. Just a minor thought, which is this movie. This movie really flies by. I've got to say, I mean, it is only an hour and a half long, but almost all the movies well, we review are in the hour and a half range, and it's so, like it was just over in no time at all. <laughs> this is that's something I want to talk about actually before we go. Is one of the reasons why I really liked this movie more and more every time I saw it is because, uh, you know, like the first time I saw it, it made an impression for sure. Like I knew when mm-hmm. I when we did it on on the show that people were going to have you know opinions about it it would be good fodder for conversation but usually like when i like sometimes when you watch a movie you, you know it's it's great you know the first couple of times but if you if you rewatch a bunch of times it can it, it can lose a little bit of its luster um mm-hmm. and this was one which just kept getting better every time i watched it um i just i just was i don't know why i think i just was appreciating it more with each viewing and 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 that made it really easy to watch and i think that it had almost like a back to the future quality to it where the the script is just really tight. And so, yeah. you know, there are like a lot of cliches in the movie, but that's kind of by design and they're really done well. And so I think that it, uh, it just brings all of its ingredients together very efficiently. 
and it doesn't waste any time. Uh, it's not it's not incredibly short. It's not incredibly long. It's about an hour and thirty minutes, so it's fairly average length for a movie like this. But yeah. it it just kind of it, it it doesn't it doesn't feel like uh, any any effort at all to watch the movie. It's very engaging every time you watch it, and and uh, and and time flies. And I think that's the sign of a you know decently done movie. Um, yeah. And yeah, so I, I think the pacing is 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 really good. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Um, uh, but yeah, so uh, I, I don't know. Any, anything else before we head out? I think I'm all out. Yeah. Yeah. I I don't know. I, maybe I, I need to watch a few more um, Hopping Vampire movies before you say anything. But I, I feel like this movie is probably not the best uh introduction to that sort of world i mean <laughs> that's, there was a... that's my feeling yeah yeah <laughs> so even though even though i enjoyed it i i don't know if it was the best place to start i mean they did, they did sort of go a bit into the sort of the background and lore of vampires which is you know i think a key feature of um the genre is using knowledge to surpass these you know feral beings of like ungodly strength um rather than you know love and affection or whatever well i think um, the, the best place to start is i think probably mr vampire or encounters of the spooky kind but i also think like this might be an okay introduction if it's giving somebody a taste that there mm-hmm. is this deeper genre and like sometimes you can like sometimes you'll watch like a later movie that's part of a series or something and it'll pique your interest in finding out what happened before so I could see yeah. this doing that. Um, I, what I'd say is, if if I, my my feeling from my limited perspective is, if someone said, "Hey, I really want to see a hopping vampire movie," this probably isn't the one to give them. But I wouldn't say, "Don't watch this if yeah. you haven't seen any other hopping vampires," because it, yeah. yeah, it's a good movie either way. Yeah, but, uh, it's it's just not it's not something you choose as an introduction to the genre. That's yeah. all. But but I yeah and I I would agree with what both of you were saying I w- I would just say that I think it, this movie probably is going to be a film that gets people into the genre simply because mm-hmm. it has that it, it, it I think it's a um, it definitely may, it, you can tell it's bringing in all of these elements from from an existing genre of filmmaking and so it's gonna naturally make people curious especially the more they learn if they you know if they go online and read a little bit about the movie they'll obviously find out. Uh, you know, there are more movies out there. You know, a lot of the cast was was in these movies. And so, uh, you know, I think a lot of people are probably going to begin their journey backward with this film. But, um, but, but, you know, like Kenny said, I think you're probably better off starting with like Mr. Vampire or something. Um, and, th- and those movies really hold up too, I have to say. I, I think they hold up. Maybe, maybe I'm just, I'm just used to watching older movies. But, but I think they really do hold up. Um, so yeah, so uh, uh, you know we'll be back on next week. I think what are we what are we watching next week? Uh, Opium and the Kung Fu Master. Um, I can tell you in just a second. It is Opium and the Kung Fu Master All right. tentatively. All right. So so provided that is the movie, which I think at this point it probably will be, uh, we're gonna watch T Lung sort of, you know, sink into the depths of addiction to opium. And uh, excellent. It's a it's an interesting movie. Um, so so yeah, and then uh, also you know as always we have a Patreon. We'll post a link in the description. You know feel free to to contribute. It helps us with uh, you know paying for 
movies because sometimes you know these things are not available on say prime or netflix and we need to you know get hard copies of the film for everybody um so you know uh you know we we appreciate every uh every contribution and uh and you can also listen to our other programs on the channel uh me and adam you know are currently doing our torchwood discussion uh i think we probably have another episode of game lab coming up the rpg game lab um, yeah, we are due for that. Yeah. I know. I know. Rob just got done working on a book, so he's probably got some free time. Okay. Him into something. We'll, have, we'll have to see what's on his mind uh, if he just finished a book, because that might be fodder for discussion. And uh, and we also have an upcoming Wusha workshop. So uh, so yeah. So we will be back on, and we will talk to you later. Bye.